Hello everybody and welcome to Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. My name is John O'Pierce and in this podcast I want to share how having a Christian faith has brought hope and meaning and purpose to my life. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 130 of Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. And if this is your first time joining us, you're especially welcome. Thank you for tuning in to take a listen to the podcast It's been lovely in recent weeks to meet people who have listened to the podcast for the first time and they have a whole wealth of material there if they want to tune in to some back episodes. So thank you for all the the encouraging feedback and comments. And this week is episode 130, as I said. And this week, what I want to think about is the subject of legacy. As I record this episode, we are just hours from the start of the 2023 Men's Rugby Union World Cup, which happens this year in France. And if you're a rugby fan like I am, uh, you're very excited at the prospect of the next month or so when all the heavyweights in the world game get to pit their best against one another and we get to watch the spectacle. And there's something for me always fascinating about elite sport, about seeing people who give their all and leave nothing uh, on the pitch after they've completely dedicated themselves to training and training and preparing for this, the biggest event on the world stage. And and the opening match uh, this evening brings head-to-head two of the the big nations of world rugby head-to-head as the hosts France take on New Zealand. And I was fascinated some years ago to read a really, really excellent book called Legacy. And it's about what the All Blacks have to teach us about the business of life. Uh, The title of the book is Legacy. It's written by a journalist called James Kerr. And in this book, James uh, spends some time within the All All Black or New Zealand rugby team community. And it's a nation that has long revered its rugby players. And there is an incredible pride in their, their rugby heritage. And in this book, um, James Kerr just kind of observes the culture within that team. And uh, it it sort of he then extracts about 15 points uh, from what he has observed that these amazing athletes and, and men can teach us about the business of life. And I'm interested that the very first uh, principle that he extracts Uh, There's a really powerful story uh, to begin the book, and and it it happens just after uh, uh, New Zealand, the All Blacks, have played a test match against Wales. And it takes place in New Zealand, and at the end of the test match, um, New Zealand have won quite convincingly. So after the celebrations and after all the crowds are gone away, um, some of the senior uh, management team have have a, a meeting to debrief about the game that has just happened. And they share some analysis, they share some thoughts, 
uh, and that involves some of the coaching staff, some of the senior players. And after that that win, which was quite convincing, um, the, 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 the leadership team uh, also can see that there are areas which the team need to improve upon and they share some of those thoughts together. And then what happens next is really rather staggering because two of the senior players, uh, one of them was a, a World Rugby Player of the Year and the other is a very seasoned international player. And remember, these would be people who would be revered as, as heroes in their, their home nation. Um, they stand up from the meeting and very quietly what they do is they go off uh, to another part of the changing rooms and they find two sweeping brushes and brooms and they they very uh, efficiently and quietly start to sweep up all the muck, all the dirt off the players' boots and sweep the changing rooms or sweep the sheds as they call them in New Zealand. And the, the principle that, that lies behind sweeping the sheds is that no individual, no person on this team uh, is bigger than the most menial task that needs to be done on any given day. And so these two uh, colossus kind of figures in world rugby are very humbly sweeping the changing room, sweeping the sheds. And I guess there's a principle there of, of humility that lies at the heart of that great team's success. Why am I thinking about legacy in this week's episode? Well, I guess I'm thinking about the World Cup. I'm also thinking about a sermon that I heard only in the past week from uh, Bishop David, who's my diocesan bishop. He was speaking at an event I was invited to be part of, and he spoke about legacy. And he spoke about what are the sort of things that uh, people would want to be remembered for. And he drew some lessons really from a lady in the Bible, the, the, the Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I guess it's a really important question to ask ourselves, uh, what do we want to be remembered for after we have gone? after this life is is over or maybe even if we change role or change position how would we like people to look back on the way that we did our job and i was speaking to somebody again this week who was speaking very fondly about their minister who had just retired recently and uh, this man who was speaking to me spoke about how that minister um, completely dedicated himself to the task of, of sharing the faith with the local community and how um, he had, through prayer and through enabling and mobilising his congregation, kind of transformed the way that they, they did church and how they looked at the world and the community around them. And uh, he, he recognised again that, that this person had kind of built a really good foundation through their ministry for the next person who will go there uh, to build upon. Uh, 
and I, I heard again a, a, another talk in recent weeks this subject of legacy keeps coming up from um, from an evangelist who's who's visiting uh, the diocese where I work and uh, he was speaking to folks who were um, preparing for ordination and again he got them to do an exercise where they would um, design their own epitaph for their their tombstone and ask people at the end of their lives when they look back how would they like to be remembered and i guess in some ways that might seem like a bit of a somber exercise to do but in another way i think it's a really positive exercise to do because it sometimes helps us to sharpen our focus and to focus on the things that we think we can make a contribution to and areas in which maybe we can make a difference to the world around us. And so I guess uh, as this uh, man shared his vision of how he'd like to be remembered, uh, some of his vision really resonated with me. And I guess if I were to ask that question of myself this morning, how would I like to be remembered? Um, yeah, I would like to be remembered for the work that I did as a, as a pastor, as a, as a teacher, as a preacher. But I, I think I, I would primarily like to be remembered in terms of my my family and to be remembered um, as being a, a good husband and, and a good father and uh, a good son and a good brother. And I guess those are tasks that are a lifetime in the unfolding. And the challenging thing about these roles is that um, they're never done. And they're never done until we draw our final breath in this world. And sometimes, again, we, we maybe start very well in these roles and then we uh, we have failures or we have setbacks and these can really set us back and maybe stop us attempting to to reach any sort of of new heights in those roles but i guess one of the big questions for me in the christian life is how can we learn from our failures from those times when we've got it wrong and in that sense come back um stronger and maybe humbler and I guess that's where the the All Blacks have a lot to teach us, where they they still sweep the sheds because they believe um, they're the All Blacks and they 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 want to be able to look after themselves and they don't believe that because they play for one of the greatest rugby teams in the world, um, they're above the the humblest task. And I think that is a good principle to take into um, our role as as a husband and and father. Uh, and brother and son um, were only as good as as our last few hours when we were in the company of our family and sometimes we get distracted or we get busy or we don't pay enough attention to people who need our attention at a given time and so I guess it's really important for me to be remembered in that capacity as somebody who who um, was engaged in his family life and, and sometimes I have to confess I'm not as engaged as I would want to be and so there's always always work to be done there 
I guess the other thing that that is uh, on a similar footing for me is that I want to be remembered as being a man of faith and somebody who who endeavoured honestly to share that faith with other people and indeed the next generation. Having discovered the gift of faith, uh, I'd love to be able to pass that that gift on um, because it's treasure in my life and, and I want my my children to know it and to receive it and I'd love if I ever have grandchildren that they too would know and receive it and just everybody in my my circle would see the difference that it has made in my life and that it would be something of value to to pass on and um, I I was reading a, a quote uh, not long ago from a, a missionary who died at the age of 28 as he sought to, to share the gospel with a, a tribe in the uh, Equ- Ecuador, in the rainforest in Ecuador. And he, he lost his life to this tribe as he went to try and engage with them and have conversations with them about the gospel. And his name was Jim Elliot. And um, I remember reading his book some years ago called Under the Shadow of the Almighty. And um, one of the incredible quotes that that he he gives, and he's speaking again about the legacy of faith, where he said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And so in that sense, Jim is talking about his very life. He's no fool who gives his life what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And if we do have a faith perspective on life, we believe that that this life is, is not the end and that we have the reassurance or the promise of eternal life in God's nearer presence, even after this life is over, that we will dwell with God in heaven forever. And that's something incredibly precious in an age that that has lost hope on all sorts of levels. So when we think about our legacy, uh, how do we uh, leave a good legacy? I guess it's in terms of laying down our lives in the service of a cause that we believe is so important that it's it's even more important than than life itself and there are very few causes i guess that we can make that claim about but i believe that the christian faith is one such cause and i guess as we watch our our sporting heroes take to the fields in the next number of days uh, they will want to give absolutely everything uh, physically to the contests that they're involved in, uh, in the pursuit of this ultimate prize in, in, in sporting terms of a World Cup win. But let's think about our life and our faith and think about what are we passing on? What are we going to leave behind after our life on earth is over? Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and if you were kind enough to hit follow or subscribe, or even leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, that'd be greatly appreciated. Join me again next week for another bite-sized chunk of faith.